Welcome back to The John Morris Show, a podcast for freelancers, web developers, and online business owners navigating the chaotic world of technology and online business. If you're new to the show, be sure to visit johnmorrisshow.com to subscribe on iTunes, Android, and TuneIn, and find past episodes of the show. And last but not least, as a podcast listener, you can get free access to my entire curriculum of freelancing and web development courses with the exclusive two-month free trial of Skillshare that I can give you. All the details on how to get that are at johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Now, let's get to the show. The John Morris Show. Hey, John Morris here. Welcome back to another episode of the show. So this one... I wanted to get into how to start your own business, in particular, some of the common questions that I get. Now, I want to be clear before we get into this, this is not sort of your your technical how to get an LLC and how to do some of that stuff. This is more kind of on the personal level, dealing with some of the insecurities or some of the questions, the uncertainty that you might have around starting your own business. So that's what I'm really going to get into here because I think that's really ultimately the more important stuff. You get through that, you can figure out how to start an LLC and so forth. And we're going to talk about how, you know, getting into profitability uh, and that sort of thing and some of the things I've learned over the years. So if you don't know, I think I'm on like my third, <laughs> my third iteration of, of my business, sort of the first one I did. I actually didn't even have a name for it. It was just, I was doing sort of a sole proprietor. I, I really didn't understand any of the legal or the tax stuff or any of that. Um, I was just sort of taking the money and kind of taking it as personal income. And then eventually decided to, uh, decided to start a business. And if you've heard me talk about before where I was, I was getting freelance work. This was way, way back in the day, probably over 10 years ago. I was getting freelance business, but I didn't know how to code. I was using front page and then sort of web 2.0 came along and kind of wiped me out. That was that business. That was sort of my second business. Then when that all happened, I kind of got frustrated and I closed down the business and so forth. And then now I'm sort of on my third iteration and it's probably been, I would say the last seven, eight years that I've, I've been running this business. Uh, the business name is Idea Engine LLC. And it really just sort of encompasses everything that I do with, with web development and also the, the teaching and stuff that I do online. So that's sort of been, been my experience. And I just want to kind of go through and answer some of the common questions that I, I've gotten over the years when it relates to this. So right off the top, the, one of the first ones that I get is, you know, a lot of people think about or dream about starting their own business, their own profitable business. What is it that pushed me to finally do it? What is it that kind of put me over the edge? And it's a, it's an interesting question for me because like it, it never really was a question for me. That was never something that I, I really ever uh, considered. I, ever since I was a little kid, it was just something that I always sort of assumed that I was going to do. And I think that goes back to the fact that when I was a kid, you know, my dad was an, an entrepreneur. He had several different t-shirt shops. He had, uh, he eventually got into painting and he had a business where he would do sort of in person, he would do teaching for uh, how to paint and so forth. And 
as a kid, when I left school, I would always go to my dad's shops. That's where I spent most of my time at night. We would stay there till nine, ten o'clock at night before going home. It's where I did my homework. It's where I ate dinner. We just sort of lived at these shops. And so I just sort of grew up in that environment. And when I got older, doing that sort of thing was really, it just was natural to me. So there was really never any sort of big decision for me. You know, it, it was just always something, I guess, that was kind of in my DNA. And when I did get older and 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 uh, on my own and tried to do sort of the corporate thing and work sort of your regular nine to five job, it never worked out for me. I just, uh, it, most of the jobs were mind-numbingly boring or I just, you know, listening to other people that I felt like I knew better than. And there's a lot of youthful arrogance that go that went along with that. But I would say even still today, you know, I, I tend to trust my own instincts over other people and I, I have a difficult time with authority. So uh, I was just, it was, it was something that wasn't a good fit for me. And so it just became natural for me to get into starting my own business. So Again, that was never really a question for me. I know if you're someone who didn't grow up like I did, that that may be difficult uh, or may not be the best answer in the world, but that, that really was what it was for me. All right, so the second one is, is this something you started in parallel with a salary job or did you commit full-time to it? So this is, this is one of the key mistakes that I made early on and one of the things that I, whenever anybody asks me about it, I, I try to make sure and and kind of give them my my two cents on this so and hopefully push them down the right way when when I first started I went all in I quit my job I decided I was going to start a business I started the business and I and I sort of went for it and you hear a lot of advice out there about from people who are like yeah you should burn the bridges and you should really go for it and you should put all your chips in in or all your eggs in one basket, and and that'll give you the motivation and the energy and so forth. And everybody's different. I don't know if I'm like everybody else, but for me, that did not work well at all. Because what happened is I ended up not having money, and I had a wife, I had kids, I had bills I had to pay, etc. And it caused me to do a lot of spinning in place because I was so focused on. My, my whole thought process was I'm going to do this one thing. It's going to take off. I'm going to make a bunch of money, and then we'll just sort of keep it rolling from there. And if it didn't happen quick, I mean, less less than a month, if something wasn't happening, then I would move on to something else. And what it ended up happening is I spent years just bouncing from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing and really never getting any traction. And and it cost me a lot of time. It cost me a lot of heartache and and, and so forth. And so eventually I ended up, this is sort of when I kind of became a developer. And initially when I became a developer, I did start working for a company. Um, and when I decided to do freelance and, and do the business and so forth, I ended up, I, I did that this time on the side of sort of my regular job. And it, for me, it was a lot better approach. I didn't have near as much pressure. I didn't have near as much uh, sort of weighing on my mind. And I think, again, for me, because because entrepreneurship was sort of always in my DNA, this was so, like, there was no, there was no should I or shouldn't, should I not do this? There was, there wasn't that thing for me where I could get lazy and, and maybe not do what I wanted to do for my business. Like I was always going to do that. And so I didn't have the problem of sort of being motivated or questioning whether I should do it. So for me, again, 
having a job on the side, having money that I could invest into my business initially and, and just having something that was paying the bills while I built this thing so I could build it right. You know, a, a business really is a lot like planting seeds. You know, you have to plant a seed and really nurture it and it takes a while for it to bear fruit. So if you're under the gun of, of generate having to generate revenue right away in order to pay your bills, it can cause you to make a lot of mistakes and a lot of poor decisions. So I generally recommend people that to people that they do it on the side of something else uh, when they first get started and then once it sort of overtakes this other thing and and you're kind of the the time that you could be spending on building your business that you have to spend on your job is starting to hurt you that's when you can sort of make the transition full time and you'll you'll probably see a bump that will then take you over sort of your income that you're losing by quitting your job so again for me I did it in parallel uh, with another job and I think that works well what challenges did you face initially and how did you iterate to attain profitability so again this is another one that I sort of harp on and in particular I harp, harp on it I got I've had family members I, I, I tell my family this but I've had fam, family members who've sort of consistently made this mistake and I, and I really tried to drive the point home whenever I talk to them or whenever they talk to me about business. The very first thing that you need to be focused on above everything else is revenue. And that may sound silly. It may be like, well, yeah, duh. But what a lot of people do is they go and they're like, well, I'm going to go get business cards and maybe I'm going to get a new wardrobe and I'm going to get letterheads and oh, I need an office and you know, I need to get checks and a bank account and this and that and the other. And, you know, some of that stuff is fine, but you never want that stuff to distract you or be an excuse to not do the thing that really matters. And the thing that really matters is often the thing that you're scared to do. And that's going out there and getting work and, and getting to that level of profitability. And so, you know, for me, when I first started, I had seen my dad do this enough times that I had this sort of perspective that my focus really early on was all about revenue and and so when it when it came to challenges for me my challenges that were going through my mind were all about just learning how to do that learning how to to sort of get clients and and how to get work uh, and so forth and you know in terms of how did I iterate to attain profitability like Again, if you if you have that right focus, I think it becomes it sort of becomes obvious. But the big thing that I learned early on that really helped me out when it came to selling my services and getting clients, there's a couple things. One is that you have to sell your services. You have to be proactive and go market yourself. The worst thing that you can do is go, say, create an Upwork profile and be like, oh, I'm just, you know. I'm just going to rely on them to get work. That's what the platform's for. It's up to them and just sort of sit back, you know, and, and not really do anything or just even if you're out bidding on jobs, only using Upwork or freelancer or whatever it is, or, you know, I put out some business cards and so let's see what happens. Like you really have to be proactive and aggressive and in getting work. So that's, that's sort of the first thing. And then, the second thing is realizing that ultimately it's all about proof and trust and those two sort of like two sides of the same coin. Like people are not going to hire you if they don't have some level of comfort and some level of trust with you. And the way that you do that, like you could do that through building a relationship and so forth and you should absolutely do that. But 
really early on when they don't know anything about you, it really comes down to proof. And I heard this one time on on a video, a guy talking about, he was talking about how to do pitches, but uh, what it really does apply to, to, to this sort of thing when it comes to getting clients and getting that initial or initial customers and revenue. And he said that he was talking about the brain and how ultimately our brain is hardwired to pay attention to sort of social cues. Like that's that's lower or, or more fundamental or more more highly prioritized than say like information. So if you go about trying to sell your services by giving out a lot, a lot of information and telling people you know what you do and explaining and that sort of thing, uh, like it tends to tends to just kind of get filtered by people if you don't do the the social thing first and what what that is is creating status making giving them a reason why they should pay attention to you and so the very first thing that you really need to do is to is to try and create status or gain status in the mind of the person that you're talking to and that really ultimately does come back to proof and so you know your portfolio or or customer client testimonials uh getting trying to get in and work with you know well-known people anything that you do can do to create status so that when you sit down in front of a client you can show them or you can tell them or you they can read and 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 you can build up your social status in their mind because once you do that then they'll give you all the attention you want and once you have their attention then that's when you can give them the information and they'll be willing to listen to what you have to say. So again, all of that fundamentally breaks down to what you need to do is get proof. Uh, and so you can do that in a number of ways, but but that's the thing that you should be focused on. And so that's what I learned early on. That ultimately allowed me to get to the point of, of profitability. All right, the last one here then is how did you manage your time when you first started the business? Uh, and I I would say my my answer to that is not very well. I mean, I was, you know, I was the definitely the 16, 18 hour a day up at two, three in the morning uh, when I first started. And and to be frank, I did that for for a lot of years. Um, the thing that sort of got me off the 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 rat race or got me off the hamster wheel, so to speak, is understanding. And I've talked about this in the past and it maybe sounds a little redundant. But it's understanding the idea of systems, systems and science. I heard that once on another video that I watched. I can't remember the guy's name, but systems and science. And the more that you really sort of focus in and realize that your business ultimately is just a collection of systems, you know, systems for uh, getting new clients, systems for delivering for clients, systems for getting repeat business, systems for getting referrals, etc. Assisting systems for managing employees, whatever it is on down the line. It's just ultimately a collection of systems and you just need to continually build and iterate over those systems to make them better and better. And so once I understood that and build out some systems for getting clients and, and uh, sort of kind of pared it down to where I had a a daily routine that, that I could do, like my daily routine for mark, like promoting my business and doing all the marketing stuff that I have to do on a general day takes an hour to two hours. Uh, and so in an hour to two hours, I can do what I need to do for promoting my business, not just working in my business, but working on my business, uh, so to speak. And 
you know, once I did that, that really cut down on the amount of time that I spent doing things. Also, you know, on the delivery side of things, really understanding and accepting tools. Early on, I was very much the, oh, I have to code everything from scratch. And it wasn't because, I mean, I, I probably fooled myself into believing it, it was because it was a better way to do it. But I don't even know that I really ever believed that. It was more, it was an insecurity thing. Like, I need to prove to people that I can do this. The sooner you can let go of that and, and move into what's the absolute like most efficient way for me to deliver and it's going to be best for the client long term, I think you'll find uh, that a lot of times that's going to involve using tools. And so not being afraid to to use different tools inside of your business. I've ultimately sort of kind of pared down to using WordPress and Elementor, uh, Ocean WP theme, and then a collection of other plugins that I sort of use that uh, that go into the site that do all of the main things that I need to do and make managing the site long term really easy. It also makes it easier for the client uh, to be able to use the site sort of long term and it makes them happier. That's what's led to repeat business. That's what's led to referrals uh, and so forth. And so um, and it, it just makes it's a lot less time for me than sort of having to code everything uh, from scratch. So uh, I wasn't a very good time manager when I f first started. The thing that sort of fixed it for me was, again, understanding systems, developing those systems, and then just sort of running them on a day-to-day -day business and, and really being disciplined about that. I think time management is really more about discipline than it is anything else. I think we try to kind of fool ourselves into believing it's all this other stuff and we need this app and we need this system. Really, it's about discipline, sitting down, getting the things done and so forth, and then having the wherewithal to make that doing that easy uh, or simpler and, and constantly improving the process so you can be disciplined. It's easier to be disciplined because you don't have this big old mountain to climb every single day when you got to deliver for a client or you got to do marketing or whatever it is. So I guess that would be my answer to that. So there you go. Those are sort of the common questions that I get when it comes to starting your business and, and my answers to that. So hopefully uh, you found that helpful. All right. So uh, speaking of business, if you're looking to get into the freelancing space, freelance web developer, graphic designer, writer, whatever it may be, um, you might want to consider checking out my beginner's guide to freelance course. What Really what I do in the course is I take down, I, 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 sort of take you through all of the things that I've learned over 15 years of being a freelance web developer and just sort of show you um, all of the fundamentals. And when we talk about systems, I, I show you the exact system that I use, how to set it up, what I do on a daily basis, uh, and so forth to sort of bring in clients. And again, like I said, focus on the thing that matters most, uh, which is revenue, and, and get that pared down to an hour to two hours a day that you can do that, and you have the clients coming in, you have the wait list, and so now you can spend the rest of your time just delivering for clients, and you're not always fighting between marketing and delivering and, and that sort of thing, which can be a real hassle. So anyway, that's what I teach you in my Beginner's Guide to Freelance course. Nice thing is you can get access to it for free over on Skillshare. Just go to johnmorrisonline.com slash freelance. You'll learn all about the course, what's in it, plus how to get free access and so forth. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash freelance. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. The John Morris Show. 